You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising, everybody. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and I got a family-filled Friday for y'all today. It is going to be an amazing show. I'm so excited. I get to talk to a mother-daughter duo, dynamic duo, doing business together. Teresa and Jay Jordan are in the building to tell us all about Blackout Accessories, how they started, what's their journey, why they create what they do. So excited that they are here to share their story with us. And we're going to be following up with my girl Cindy bro that's right Vanishing Seattle is in the building with another Vanishing Seattle segment our first one for season two on the day with Trey so excited that Cindy is here to be giving us all of the deets on what's going on Cynthia is going to be leading us through so many places that unfortunately have vanished but we always end with a shining star somewhere that we can still celebrate our culture our oneness our togetherness us being in Seattle and beyond. So I'm so excited that she's here to share all of that with us. Of course, it's the top of the show though, right? So it's a perfect time to tag and share the stream. That's right, y'all. Tag and share the stream with folks who feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you can't watch us, you can always listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Music. Whatever is your favorite, you name it, we are there. Just search for us and y'all will find us. Uh, shout out to everybody who is doing it. I always love to just say this because y'all have no idea how much it matters here. Um, when we're talking about, you know, independent media and community media being, uh, you know, doing this work for the people, it means that we need y'all to do that work uh, with us. You are along the ride for us. So thank you so much for sharing the stream, for sharing the podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, well, I'm excited because I'm going to get right into this Family Field Friday here uh, with mother-daughter dynamic duo Teresa and Jay Jordan. Hi, y'all. Oh, and welcome. Welcome. I, I, well, I had the pleasure of seeing y'all out at an event and I happened to cop this amazing uh, all of us versus racism sweatshirt mm-hmm. here. Uh, that is y'all's amazing work. But I want to hear about the beginning. Uh, tell us a bit about what started Blackout Accessories and what got you guys to say, we can do this together as a mother-daughter team. I'll, well, I'll go first. Um, first of all, I just need to say thank you so much for having us um, on this show. And we want to present you something really quick before we start. Um, we have some of our customized products for you yeah. uh, and what we're wearing today. So just to say thank you for all that you do for the community. Um, it's our support black education, yes, which this is, is amazing. Yes, and I love green. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, and then there's also some earrings in there as well. Ooh, I, look, they came, they, look, they came with it. Yes. We want to bless you. Oh. We know that you, you have locks. So we have some earrings in there just for, Thank um, you. celebrating your, your hair and all thing blackness. I love it. Thank y'all so yeah. much. Yeah. You know, this is this for me. 
this is uh these are things i would buy from y'all so oh, wow. i just appreciate this because y'all understand you. the aesthetic you thank know, right? you thank, thank you. y'all and thank, thank you. you for being in existence you thank know you this so platform much. is really here to uplift stories like yours so mm-hmm. i'm so glad y'all could be here today thank you, thank you. Tell uh, us the beginning. so yeah so interesting um we started september 2020 in the pandemic uh, I will first of all have to give all praises and appreciation to her dad, my husband, who really was the, the spearhead or to, to say, hey, you know what? We have this time. You've always wanted to do a business. I'll give you the seed money to just sort of start this thing. Let's do it. Um, and I was like, I cannot do this without bringing my daughter along on the journey. And I asked her like, hey, this would be a really great mother and daughter. Uh, business. And we here is the interesting thing. We started with just uh, accessories, right? Like we just wanted to do these beautiful black expression um, sayings. And then we just wanted to do like our tote bags. But uh, what happened with um, the unfortunate situation of our George Floyd, when that happened, it our business pivoted, like, right? All of us versus racism, which is the hoodie you you have on, we had to really make a pivot. There was no way that I could not add a social justice component to um, our merchandise. So that's kind of a little bit why you see a, a, a myriad of things on our website is because we got inspired. I'm like, we got to do something um, to, to pay homage to that devastation that happened to that brother, but also continue to bring awareness uh, to the racism in our country. Well, I'll tell you this, it's totally inspiring to me. Um, I, I I agree. I think we definitely need these messages out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm someone who, you know, my audience and folks have heard me say it all the time that, you know, I love wearing myself mm-hmm. in my clothing, right? Mm-hmm. So when I show up, this represents what I'm all about anyway, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There is a collective nature that we have to take against racism and oppression. It isn't just the work for those who are oppressed. Right. It isn't just the work for those who have been historically marginalized, as they mm-hmm. look to say, yes. right? It's really the work of us all. And so this spoke volumes to me. I also love mustard color. So, you know, it really worked for me. Oh, we're going to, okay, we're going to break real quick and fix some technical issues, y'all. We'll be right back. Pacific Northwest Ballet unveils Giselle, ballet's classic tale of romance, betrayal, and immortal love. The New York Times calls it a triumph, comparable to an epic film. This stunning production is touched by magic. Order tickets now at pnb.org. Shout out to our director, Cuddy Curtis Delgado, always making sure that our tech is right. We want to make sure we hear everybody in this interview. But um, as I was saying, it's so important for these messages to be alive and well. Tell us a bit, because there's a lot of different companies. Mm -hmm. How do you all stay connected to the community and make sure that folks know about your business? What is the some of the strategies you use to market blackout accessories? Yeah, we started off by just having a social media platform because we figured everyone has social media. So that's a good way to stay in contact. But we also realized that that wasn't enough. You know, you have to find a way to keep the engagements up or like find ways to reach out to new people. And so we just sort of brainstorm, like, how do we 
reach out to new people. And something that we started doing was attending a lot of vendor events. And so those are super popular, especially in the summer, because I feel like Seattle just comes alive in the summer. People just come out of their houses and <laughs> underground. <laughs> but yeah, so we just go to different vending events and just are networking with the other vendors that are there as well, mm -hmm. just because we know that not only is it important to support our business, but yes. also all the other small yes. businesses that just have yes. so much talent and deserve so much recognition. So just creating engagement around that way has been super, super helpful for our audience. Yeah. And it's one of the things that I think uh, I love seeing because as somebody who's helped to plan those events, mm -hmm. our whole goal with so many of the, especially black marketplaces where we just have a ton of vendors coming um, is that if people are coming already to gather, well, how can we elevate their experience by now connecting with mm -hmm. businesses like mm -hmm. yourselves? Yes. Uh, when I think about the name Blackout Accessories, I got to ask, uh, I absolutely adore it. First off, I'm like, yes, but tell me a bit about what created the name. I'm going to let Jade handle that. I only thing I would say about the name that it had to have the word black in it. Yeah. <laughs> I was passionate about black. Um, I wanted something different, something edgy. Uh, and of course, we, you know, we sell accessories, but she has a different take on the out part of it. Yeah, as far as the black out portion of it, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, especially on social media, there is trends going around like blackout day or like blackout social media where, for example, like on a day that the community decides people would post selfies or like repost like selfies of black people or black artists or black content creators. And so the idea of just having a blackout for our, like in our name, because we wanted black, you know, do accessories. I was like, oh, that's kind of perfect. Having like a blackout accessories because we have like our Afrocentric earrings, our Afrocentric bags and totes. And so I just felt that was a good staple. <laughs> yeah, no, I, well, kudos to you because you actually hit on a trend that, uh, that you guys were able to then benefit from. And it's so important that the name really match what you're mm -hmm. offering. And mm -hmm. I think that that's great. I, I love hearing uh, this story of your, your husband and your dad, like mm -hmm. really like saying, look, now is the time. We know so many businesses started in during the COVID era because you know, after George Floyd and then COVID, there was a lot yeah. of transition for so many people yeah. and y'all experienced that. Um, but so I love hearing that, you know, he said, look, now is the time, mm -hmm. but it also really sparked a lot of great like community gatherings and mm -hmm. events. Mm -hmm. And when you think about the ways that you guys have been able to build relationships with other vendors and customers, mm -hmm. tell us a bit about how that's been really working for you all in terms of, you know, the, the response that people oh. have to your products. Yes. I almost can cry right now. The first time I was in the community and saw someone with um, our support black education hoodie on like when you're just randomly going about your day and you see someone in your product it just gives me chills it just you know we just want to make our little mark right in this in this world and make an impact and to empower like our black people so that has been great we've gotten a lot of feedback um from our allies and our white brothers and sisters, even in our support black educations, like they come and want to wear those for their black students, right? To just show them that we, you know, we see you, right? We, we validate you. So um, I, I, I'm still in awe, right? When I think about like, we just sat down and designed something and people love it. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we re are also really, really, um, 
selective about what we do put out, right? Like we just don't want a whole bunch of uh, sayings. We want our sayings to be really um, impactful. Um, so if it means that we, we have this design and the, the one that you're having, uh, the one that you have on, uh, we have those, just those two, those statements are so powerful and we wanna make sure that we infuse them throughout the community and then get them on the little bodies of our, of our um, kids in yeah. the school system. That's really one of our goals. Yeah, definitely. See, just saying that, even for me, because I'm a, I'm more recent student than my mom is. <laughs> so, especially growing up in the PNW, so my mom and my parents are from Chicago, and they came here and had me and raised me here. Just being able to see like people having a support of black education shirt or sweatshirt on just is really encouraging to me because growing up, I was usually one of only or one of maybe two like black students in my class or in my environment and just feeling like I wasn't as seen or like my learning style wasn't as catered to or just anything along those lines. And so the fact that we're able to put these shirts out and these hoodies out and having people wear them and just be able to say like, hey, like support black education or all this versus racism, like in our classrooms, just just really impactful. Well, I mean, y'all showed up today. I, I love y'all's look. You guys look fantastic. You're really representing your brand well. And I will say that for me, I'm already thinking, oh man, how many black educators I know and other educators yes. that need this. So, you know, I think about Rainier Valley Leadership Academy, our charter schools, yes. the Washington Charter Association, right? Uh, so many really reflect this work. They're yes. doing it on a daily basis. Yes. So I'll do my part to try to spread the word. But of course, I got to give you guys an opportunity to also spread the word right here. Um, you know, and, and before I let you go, education for us at Converge is huge. Uh, mm. We talk about it all the time. We talk about how educators are doing innovative strategies and approaches to close the gap. Yes. Um, so thank you for being intentional, as you said, about what you're putting on your mm -hmm. clothing, because mm -hmm. it does matter. It does. Um, and the message is clear. Mm -hmm. What you guys are offering is dope. And I love the color scheme. I think you guys are right on point with it. Always feel free to come here when you have new product dropping. Let me know. Yes. Um, I will always work to support y'all. But how Thank can you. others support y'all? Look right there in that camera. Let them know how they connect with Blackout Accessories. Well, they can go to www.blackoutaccessories.com. You can follow us on Instagram at, at myblackoutaccessories. And you can also send us uh, an email at myblackoutaccessories at gmail.com. Yes, especially if you're interested in partnering with us or being sponsors to mass produce like shirts, especially with Black History Month coming out. Yeah, just email us. Reach us out on Instagram, all of the above. Right on. Teresa and Jay, dynamic mother-daughter duo. Thank you both for being here. And I can't thank you enough for the oh. gifts. I, look. I'm going to keep them coming see, for you. you <laughs> hey, you will see me in it. You will see me wearing it. Thank y'all so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, my goodness. I told you, Family Filled Friday. Well, I get to bring my family up to, to join me right after this short break. My girl, Cindy Bro, as I call her. Y'all know her as Cynthia Brothers from Vanishing Seattle. She is here to tell us all about the spaces that are vanishing. But, of course, what we can still support. Stay tuned after this short break. You're watching The David Trent. 
Welcome back. I'm sorry. I'm all into it. I like that music. Welcome back to the day with Trey for this family filled Friday here. Joining me right now is my good sis, Cindy, bro. What up, Cindy, hey, bro? How are you? I'm good. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy Lunar New Year as well. That's right. Happy Lunar New Year. Happy New Year. All of the good things. It's so great to see you again. It's been a minute. So I know we, we got time. We need to dive in today. Uh, you know, tell us about what unfortunately is we have a lot of things to cover. I know you're going to tap a little bit more on some, but it looks like there's quite a bit out there that shut down, unfortunately. Yeah. And um, I think I, you know, haven't talked to you since or been on here since November. And unfortunately, there's been a lot of closings over um, the past month and a lot of announcements of closings to come. Um, so yeah, I thought I'd approach it a little bit differently this time by trying to group them together. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's just been so many, um, especially with music and performance venues there's been like seven or eight that have either closed since december or announced that they're going to be closing in the next couple months wow. um so one that i'll talk about that closed um in december is a place called ronette's psychedelic sock hop that was on leary way and um that was only open for less than a year but it was owned by folks in the music industry um, people in community and they hosted a lot of um, bands and live music, a lot of DJ nights, music across all genres, um, just a lot of different events. And I feel like even though it was kind of short lived, it felt very supportive of the local arts and music scene and felt very old Seattle. It had a really um, popular like 60s uh, dance night called Boots um, that drew a big crowd. So I know that. Uh, yeah, it does feel like there's a hole left in the in the you know music community after they left, and a lot of people are going to miss that spot, including myself. It yeah. was a good vibe. Yeah. Well, I'll say you know it's it's a tough one when you have a newer venue and people are just getting used to it, and then bam, it's already gone. That's kind of it hits hard because honestly, people get excited about yeah. new new venues when they open up. So. That's mm -hmm. unfortunate. I never even got to go to Ronnie. Yeah, it was kind of sudden. It seemed like a surprise, but hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, those folks will start something up down the road. That's that's my hope, at least. What else we got? Yeah, so another spot I want to talk about is Hotel Albatross. Um, that was on Market Street and kind of downtown Ballard. They were around for um, about seven or eight years, and this was another one that was pretty sudden and it was kind of. Um, yeah, like a popular spot, especially for um, folks going out in Ballard. Um, they booked a lot of local music. Um, again, DJ nights, uh, drag bingo, karaoke, fundraisers, burlesque, like all sorts of um, different types of arts and performance. And they closed on New Year's Eve. And yeah, it was kind of a surprise to um, a lot of folks. And um, yeah, I think people were pretty... Uh, uh, heartbroken about the loss of that space. Well, also too, when you think about uh, spaces that can host those kinds of events, it's few and far between, honestly. And so, you know, you you end up developing a real specific crowd oftentimes that's looking for those kinds of events. And then it's like, oh man, we got to find a new place to, you know, have these kinds of gatherings. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate. And it's, you know, good grief, Seattle. Can we just stop with the crazy rents? Because we know mm -hmm. a lot of times that's the issue with these spaces. Uh, and unfortunately, when they don't get to announce beforehand to give people that kind of heads up, like, hey, 
hey, yo, or come out and like celebrate all of our, you know, years of opening and all the things that we've done in the community, it's like a huge loss. Mm -hmm. uh, so, it, man, it's sad to hear that they just kind of went really quickly like that. Yeah, and I think especially like with venues that tend to be like smaller, mid-size, more accessible, like they do support support a lot of local musicians and performers. And so they're supporting this local ecosystem that, you know, everyone needs to get a start somewhere. Like maybe not everyone can start out and then play at Numos or play at right. um, Showbox or these other venues. So, and then, you know, allowing for a lot of different types of performance or, you know, type of music, I think is really um, yeah, another important part of just like uh, supporting and nurturing the ecosystem. So when those type of venues go away, I think it does have a an impact and a ripple uh, effect just on like the overall health of our culture. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I agree with you 100%. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and there's some other venues too. I'm just yeah. to kind of like name them quickly, the, the other ones that have closed or announced that they're closing soon. Um, so Victory Lounge on East Lake closed New Year's Eve. I think I talked about them last time I was here. They in some form have been around for 25 years and lost their space because of um, basically being displaced by <laughs> uh, development. Um, Cafe Nordo in Pioneer Square, uh, also a performance space closed in December. Um, and their building's up for sale, but they're also having to um, look for a space to accommodate bigger crowds. Um, so hopefully they'll be able to um, find a new place and reopen at some point. Um, Drunkies and White Centers likely closing at the end of the month. They've always put on shows as well. Uh, Barhouse in Fremont, they're losing their downstairs space where they've had shows, so we'll no longer be able to put on live music. Um, the Kraken on the Ave, uh, yeah, longtime kind of punk mainstay. Uh, their building got bought by a developer who wants them out. They're going to close in early March. And the Lo-Fi, which has been there for about 20 years and shares a building, I know, yeah, shares a building with... Um, uh, Victory and Black Lodge, they announced they're probably going to close in um, April, and that's also due to development. So, okay, well, let's a lot. Let me just say this <laughs> before Lo Fi is closed, you and yes. I have you've got to tell me when we can go to Lo Fi. All right, yeah, we're, we're going to pick a night. <laughs> when, when I looked at the list uh, today, Cindy, I said, oh man, not Lo Fi. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm familiar with Lo Fi. I'm going to go there. I remember they used to have some real specific, like 90s hip hop yeah, nights. Snap. And, like, mm -hmm. yeah, like it was, it was a vibe in yeah. there. And not only that, the one thing I will say about spaces like this is that you go to an, a certain event and you end up running into people you haven't seen in such a mm -hmm. long time because like, okay, this this music is drawing us all to come out and just vibe out. So, okay, yeah. you and I, all we right. got to go before <laughs> they close. I'm well, glad to know it's not all the way shut down yet because that one touched me deeply. Yeah, we have, we have a bit of time. And again, like they have so many different types of music nights. Like they have the snap. 90s dance party. They have sorted like a Brit pop night, which is having their very last one um, after like 18 years uh, tonight. Wow. I think Emerald City Soul Club either got their start there or had like that's been their home for a long time. They had their last night and they also have live music. Like my band played there back in the day. So it's really a place where, oh, and they also have a one rebar closed. They got a lot of the um, interior and the decorations and the furnishings and put it into lo fi. So it has a bit of that rebar vibe and it's, it's, really impossible to replicate and um i mean there's also been some music venues opening which is great like the rabbit box in pike place market and the old um can can space and the patty summers cabaret space they open in november which is great 
awesome and wonderful. But I think right now we're seeing like a, a net loss of music and arts venues, which is really heartbreaking because I think that's just really the, you know, backbone of Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and that kind of takes me to this next segment, you know, mm-hmm. which for those of us who love pizza, so many millions of us uh, who love pizza, my goodness, a lot of pizza shops have been closing. Tell us about it. Yeah. I mean, this was another, just cause there's so many, it made sense to kind of group these together, but, um, yeah, the one I'll, I'll focus on is the North Lake Tavern and Pizza House. Cause that's been around for about 70 years. Um, opened in 1953 by Evelyn and Herb Friedman. And it's now under the ownership of Abdullah, who's its third owner. And he started as a chef in 1981. And then for the past few years has been the owner and general manager. And he says that he's, he's 70 years old. He's going to retire, um, to take care of some health issues. But I mean, it's really North Lake is one of these kind of iconic Seattle spaces, especially for, you know, folks connected to UW or or who live in the area. Um, So students, alumni, families, athletes, a lot of people have been going there for their whole lives. So it's very intergenerational crowd, very kind of like throwback old school, like pizza dive vibe, lots of neon beer signs, really cozy booths. The walls are covered with pizza themed cartoons from David Horsey, who's a UW alum and a Pulitzer Prize winning political cartoonist. And yeah, they're just also really known for their unique pizza. It's um, like thick crust, like weighs six pounds. It's more like a, a casserole with a, with a crust. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, uh, yeah, a lot of folks are kind of heartbroken about that. Everyone's trying to go before they close. Um, I mean, there's some good news to it. So Big Mario's, which is a local um, uh, mini pizza chain, they're going to be taking over. And they said they're going to retain a lot of the memorabilia and the decor and the vibe um, and offer to um, keep on the employees as well, one of whom has been there for 26 years. Um, but they are bringing in their their own pizza, which is New York thin crust style. Um, so I know a lot of folks are going to miss um, that North Lake pizza because I can't even think of um, any other place in Seattle that has that type of pizza. So if you can get in there before they close and also happy retirement to Abdullah, they're going to have a big um, send off party for him on January 31st, which is their last day. Wow. Wow. I mean, 70 years, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, it would actually behoove Mario to say, you know, we're going to do at least one, you know, classic. So people right. understand like, Hey, we still, we, we are con- still connected to North Lake. I get it. You know, it's a recipe thing and all mm-hmm. of that. And they have their thing, but it would behoove them to say in this space, we're going to maybe just have one op, maybe two options, yeah. right? Like, um, <laughs> sure, they make but, a lot of people happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and it, it looks like there's some other spots in terms of pizza that are gone. Yeah, so Spiro's in West Seattle, their original location, um, closed in December after 31 years. Um, there's also Central Pizza in the Central District that, after 10 years, it's closing on um, January 27th. And then Pizza Professionals, just down the street here in Pioneer Square, um, the owner, Mike, he's a character. He's known for like his pride and joy is his pizza. And he tells you it's going to change your life and <laughs> it's, that it's edible art. And it is. Um, so, yeah, he's going to be closing at the end of the month. So he seems like he's pretty bummed about it. Hopefully he'll find a way to reopen somewhere else in the future. But, yeah, stop by and give him some love if you if you can. 
Oh, goodness. There's always so many things that we have to dive into that are like, oh, they're gut-wrenching, yeah, heartbreaking. Sorry. <laughs> but that's okay. We get to end on a good note. What mm-hmm. is still open that we can go and be a patron of their business? Come on. Let's yes. end with the light. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so to end on a bright spot, and this was a super popular one when I posted it. People have so much love for this place. Um, it's La Palma Family Mexican Restaurant in Inner Bay, just one block south of the Ballard Bridge. Um, that's been around since 1976, and it's owned and operated by Astrid and Pedro Perez. And it's pretty much feels like it's been unchanged for decades. Um, you go in there, and it's just you know decorated all throughout with uh, really colorful flower pots and parrots and palm trees and pictures of their like lifelong customers um, celebrating their birthday parties, just like covering the walls. Um, they've got really delicious, like huge portions of Mexican and Mexican American comfort food and plates. And they're especially known for their gigantic um, and quite strong margaritas. <laughs> and they've been, they're so beloved that they've been immortalized in a song by local band Taco Cat called Meet Me at La Palma, where they <laughs> sing the praises of these giant strong margaritas. So maybe that's a place you can go pre-funk before we hit up lo-fi. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Let's get some pre-funk. And you know, I just always appreciate you staying connected to these stories. And honestly, uh, every time you're on, Cynthia, I think, wow, there's so many cool spots, you know, and we, it's on us to go and check them out. Like it's on us to help keep them alive. Uh, so thank you for always keeping your ear to the ground and for guiding us into the light at the end of that <laughs> tunnel there, uh, of, of all the spaces that are closing. Of course, if folks want to catch up with Vanishing Seattle, let look right there, let them know how they find you and how they stay connected to all the stories you're bringing. Yeah. So folks can find me at Vanishing Seattle on Instagram and Facebook. Vanishing 206 on Twitter and vanishingseattle.org. And I welcome folks to message me, share their pictures and stories, share their information because it really is um, a collaborative effort. I rely on everyone just, you know, being aware of what's going on in their neighborhood and their community. So, um, yeah, thank you, Trey, as always, for having me on and for, you know, being so supportive of our uh, collective Seattle community. And I'm um, looking forward to. Yeah, also, you know, hitting the town with you soon. That's right. We're going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. La Palma, Lo-Fi, it's going down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness, you guys. What an amazing episode today on this family-filled Friday. And I said you guys again, and I'm trying to stop myself from saying it because you're all lovely and you're not all guys. Uh, Anyway, thank you all so much for watching. Right after this break, I get to wrap it all up. Stay tuned. You're watching The David Trey. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, And what a great episode today. I got to give a huge shout out to my guests on this Family Field Friday. We had Teresa and Jade Jordan uh, of Blackout Accessories joining me. And it was so great to hear their story of how, you know, they are sharing their love for each other as mother-daughter duo in the work that they're producing for Blackout Accessories. And shout out to them. Huge thank you for the gift that they gave. Uh, I got two pairs of earrings, y'all. One of them says, I love my locks. I love it. Uh, They were so on point. And of course, for the hoodie, I appreciate y'all for being here. And also, of course, big shout out to my girl, Cynthia Brothers of Banishing Seattle for being with me today. 
first Vanishing Seattle segment of season two. And we had a lot to cover. Make sure you guys go check out La Palma before they close. Go check out Lo-Fi before they close. Try to stay connected to these stories. And let's be great patrons of our city so that we can try to make sure that, you know, as rents rise or new owners come in, that they know that these spots are beloved by all of us. It's on us to show up. And of course, I was inspired by everyone's stories and sharing today. You know, I want y'all to always be inspired when you're watching The Day with Trey to do what? See yourself as a part of the solution, of course. And for me, until Monday, y'all, at 11 a.m. Peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.